the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News. President Trump has pardoned former Army Commando Matthew Goldstein, set to stand trial next year in the killing of a suspected Afghan bomb maker, along with First Lieutenant Clint Lawrence, convicted of murder for ordering troops to shoot several unarmed Afghan men in 2012. Trump also restored a higher rank to Navy SEAL Edward Gallagher, convicted of posing with an Iraqi teen's corpse. That's correspondent Jackie Quinn reporting. New rules from the administration announced Friday would require insurers and hospitals to disclose up front the actual prices for common tests and procedures. We're requiring price transparency in healthcare, forcing companies to compete for your business. The final rule issued on Friday would apply to hospitals and a proposed regulation would apply to insurance plans. The new rules do not kick in until 2021. This is SRN New. Hugh Hewitt explains the landscape for the Democrats. Michael Bloomberg is running for president, as I told you. There are three choices before the Democrats. You can go Elizabeth Warren, Pete Buttigieg, or Michael Bloomberg. Everyone else is irrelevant. And he is gonna he's gonna play to win. He has a record and he's known to the Democratic base. So it's fascinating what's going on over there. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Weekday mornings at five on AM twelve eighty. The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Intelligent Radio. Mitch Berg is out on assignment, but have no fear. The Narn closer is here. That's right. Brad Carlson is filling in for Mitch today. Here's your Twin Cities forecast, brought to you by Great Plains Windows and Doors. Mostly cloudy, high of forty five tonight. Rain likely, then snow, a low of thirty six. Brad Carlson coming up next, right here on AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Intelligent Radio. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the show that brings you the tiny spot of red in a sea of dingy, depressing institutional blue. The show that's making talk radio great again. No, that's a terrible Mitch Berg impersonation. Yeah, I tried, but uh, I got the got the spiel down anyways. Hey, it's me, Brad Carlson, as uh, Terminator N said in his uh, top of the uh, uh, hour weather forecast that Mitch is out on assignment. It is me, Brad, filling in for him. Always uh, great to t- chat with Mitch's audience and a lot more activity going on around the uh, uh, radio station on Saturdays than there is Sundays. That is, that's for certain. A few other shows recording, a few other staff members uh, within the building. So definitely a little different vibe, but uh, always great to talk to you, the AM1280, the Patriot audience. And here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. Hashtag NarnShow. Any comments, questions, criticisms, uh, accolades, we'll take them all. And as always, we appreciate you uh, tuning in to uh, the broadcast. It's one of those shows I kind of said at the uh, uh, said before it got started. I could uh, I could easily fill a third hour with so much that has gone on this past week. And as it is, I have like one news story uh, per segment <laughs> planned out. So uh, we'll try to squeeze in as much as we possibly can. And that's a good thing for a radio host. You always want to leave too much of the table instead of stuttering and stammering at the end, trying to grasp at straws about what to talk about. That's a uh, radio host nightmare, and uh, thankfully it hasn't happened to me much in my eight and a half years that I've been part of the NARN. So uh, we will move forward with that. I uh, do want to weigh in a little bit on the Trump impeachment proceedings, because let's face it, it's what's dominated the news this past week since the hearings 
uh, became public uh, this past week. And it's it's basically it's Kabuki theater. I mean, it each side and uh, ha- pretty much has their preconceived notions already going in. It's just they're going to frame questions and arguments to fit their narrative. That's just pretty much how it goes in in today's uh, political realm. And what has really uh, stood out to me is how a lot of the pro-Trump folks, one of the things they emphasize is, well, these Democrats, ever since Trump was elected, they were talking about impeaching him. Literally the day he was inaugurated, January 20th, 2017, they were already talking about impeachment proceedings. And, of course, there had already been the the story of how uh, Russia had interfered in U.S. elections, and people construed that as, well, Trump was colluding with Russia, and they went in and hacked voting machines and changed vote totals. You know, it got so ridiculous like that. And the problem with the Democrats playing that uh, impeachment card, at least a lot of their supporters and some of the far-left kooks who are in Congress, it just it, it created impeachment fatigue. It did. And so now you have a situation where you could make an argument that what the president did in his interaction with Ukraine could constitute an impeachable offense. Now, again, impeachment is a political process, not a legal one. You know, so everybody's citing the Constitution, this and that, and saying, well, you know, they, there's nothing was illegal here. Da, da, da. We're not talking about the legalese of this. We're talking about the politics. Can a case be made that a president did something unpresidential that was uh, not befitting of the office of the president? And again, that is for the members of Congress to hash out. Obviously, they go through the articles of impeachment if they... If a majority in the House says, yes, he should be impeached, then it goes to a trial in the Senate where two-thirds of senators have to vote in the affirmative to remove Trump from office. I don't see that happening, especially after this past week. And here's something that, where well, here's where the Democrats are letting the mask slip a little bit. You have uh, Representative uh, Al Green who I believe is, uh, I believe he's out of New York, not 100% sure on that, Democrat, uh, talking about that, excuse me, you know, famous quote, he's concerned that if we don't impeach this president, he'll get reelected. All right, well, that's not a good enough reason to impeach someone because you vehemently oppose them and you're concerned they might win reelection. You know, make your case. Uh, Here is another quote, a uh, representative, Jim Himes, he's a Democrat, of course, out of Connecticut, Uh, He says, abuse of power is not necessarily a concept that most Americans run around thinking about. Translation, these American people aren't smart enough to understand what we're talking about up here. That's a great way to get uh, voter outreach, right? To uh, bring people to your side, tell them that they're too ignorant, not not well versed, can't understand this. To me, it's pretty simple. Did the president use his position to get the Ukrainians to come out and say, yeah, we're going to investigate this situation that cropped up back 2015, 2016, and in exchange, they received you know, the aid from the U.S. Well, as many people have pointed out, uh, the aid was given to them, and many of the Ukrainian officials were not aware that there were any conditions put upon it or, or that it was even late in, in, in coming to them. So a lot to, lot to unpack there, but uh, as uh, Matt Margolis pointed out at PJ Media this past week, uh, top Democrats are conceding that, at least early on, you know, it's still early, only a few days in the process, which will probably take six to eight weeks is what I'm seeing in, in just the House alone. Uh, top Democrats are conceding that they're losing the impeachment battle. Again, this is Matt Margolis, PJ Media. Uh, CNN reported Thursday evening that top Democrats are privately acknowledging that the impeachment hearings will do little to persuade the vast majority of the public that President Trump committed an impeachable offense because, as uh, Representative Himes of Connecticut said, the people just aren't smart enough to understand. Okay? Go with that with your with your campaign slogan. See how that works out. Uh, according to CNN, in a private meeting earlier this week, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and her top lieutenants were skeptical about the prospects of a dramatic shift in, in opinion even as public impeachment hearings began this week, according to multiple sources familiar with the matter. Nevertheless, they intend to carry on in the hopes that things might change. 
Democrats have tried various shifts in narratives in order to find something that would stick, even accusing Trump of bribery with regards to the $400 million in military aid that was briefly held up by Washington without Ukraine officials even being aware of it. But even that, it hasn't moved the needle in a significant way. It seems Democrats fault the American public for apparently not being smart enough to understand what abuse of power is. Uh, never mind the fact that Nancy Pelosi was essential, essentially pressured into going forward with impeachment from the moment she became Speaker, even though she knew it was a political loser for the Democrats because of the weakness of the charges. Nope. Instead, it's the fault of the American people who are too small-minded to understand concepts like abuse of power, quid pro quo, or bribery. The problem isn't that Americans don't understand what these terms mean. The problem for Democrats is that they failed to prove these occurred to sway public opinion. They bring forth witnesses who heard from someone who heard from another person what somebody else was thinking and expect the public to just swallow it. There was kind of a funny Facebook meme that was coming out, kind of quoting the REO Speedwagon uh, lyrics from Take It on the Run. I heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who I've heard it from a friend you've been messing around, you know, that sort of thing. That's basically what this is. So from what I've been able to ascertain, and again, I'm not really interested in engaging in this kabuki theater watching. Yeah, I'll, I'll maybe check out some highlight reels, you know, just to be able to talk about it on the show. And if you the listeners would like to weigh in, feel free, 651-289-4488. But I just, it, it seems a fait accompli that the Democrats in the House, because they have the majority, are going to vote to send this to the Senate for a trial in the Senate. And Tide Potavita, a.k.a. Alexander Ocasio-Cortez, is coming out and basically saying the same thing that Representative Green said. You know, if we don't, uh, if we don't throw this president out of office, then he might get reelected, and there goes our new Green Deal and all, this, all these other goodies that we want to give out. You know, it's, it's, it's craziness. They're, they're, they're basically, again, letting the mask slip and saying the only reason we're going forward with impeachment is we want to try to stop or thwart his, President Trump's reelection prospects. It's essentially what it sounds like they're saying. But because they're ultimately going to uh, probably vote to send the a trial to the Senate, you know, then what? Then Democrats probably know that there are not going to be 20 Republican senators who will join all 47 Senate Democrats because you need two-thirds to remove a president from office in, this, in, in impeachment proceedings. So then they can use it as a cudgel to anger their base. See, very clear that the president uh, committed some uh, uh, impeachable offenses. The House even voted on it, and Republicans couldn't see the light. Uh, they need to be, you know, we need to get take back the Senate. And the vast majority of seats that are up for election in 2020 are Republican-held seats. And there are some, you know, that are pretty flippable. I mean, Colorado... Uh, Cory Gardner rode the Tea Party wave back in 2014 to be elected to the U.S. Senate out of Colorado. He's up for re-election. Uh, Joni Ernst down in Iowa, that's going to be certainly one to keep an eye upon. Uh, Susan Collins up in Maine. Uh, you know, Susan Collins is more of a moderate Republican and is pretty centrist, maybe even left of center on some issues. You know, But is there enough to, to throw her out of office? Again, the Democrats need to flip have a net gain of four seats to take over the majority in the Senate. Well, the problem is is that you've also got Doug Jones, Democrat out of Alabama, representing that state in the U.S. Senate. Well, that's because, you know, because Roy Moore's candidacy was so toxic in the special election that took place in early 2017, it's quite likely that that seat will flip back to, ironically enough, Jeff Sessions, who was the senator who who held that seat but then left to become the attorney general in the Trump administration. That's why they needed a special election to uh, ultimately fill that seat. Okay, so that's probably going to flip back to a Republican. So the Democrats need to flip five seats. If they're to get a net gain of four, you have to figure the Republicans will take back Alabama. So they have to get five seats, flip five seats in order to take back a majority in the U.S. Senate. Uh, even though there are a number of seats Republicans have to defend, uh, I'm skeptical that that can happen. But again, the Dem, this is, I think, the Dems' long-term plan. 
is they're trying to keep their base angry because they know the Republicans will not vote for impeachment, vote to remove Trump, and Trump has and the RNC have accumulated a significant war chest in terms of campaign funds to run their reelection campaign. And here's another key aspect of this, too. Trump has the advantage of being the incumbent to already be starting reelection events. I mean, he's going to rallies all over the country, which serve as maybe to help candidates in those regions that are running in off-year elections, but also as 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 a reelection campaign. I mean, the event he came to in Minnesota a a month or two ago, that was a reelection event. A campaign, no, no campaign event, no doubt about it. So he has the advantage of already getting out there, running his reelection campaign, voter contacts. The Trump, the Trump campaign is much, much, much better prepared for this election than they were in 2016 when it seemed incredibly disjointed. But they had the advantage of running against an awful candidate in Hillary Clinton. So my point is, how many senators are still running for president? I mean, Bernie Sanders. Elizabeth Warren, Kamala Harris, Cory Booker. Now, I think only Sanders and Warren are the most formidable Democrats. They're going to be bogged down with these hearings if it goes to trial in the Senate and focusing upon that while Trump is ginning up campaign ads. And he's put out some pretty hard-hitting ads, something he didn't do a whole lot of back in 2016. So uh, this has pretty much become a situation where, if I had to predict, the Democrats will ultimately vote in the House to send the impeachment articles of impeachment to trial uh, trial for the Senate, and then again uh, fall short in the Senate because there will not be twenty Republicans who will flip and join all forty seven Democrats and throwing Trump out of office, and then they can anger their base and gin up anger with with, with uh, uh, maybe independents who think Trump should be removed because there was one poll that I saw a few weeks ago that the majority of independents think that uh, Trump should be. Uh, subject to an impeachment hearing. Now, what it didn't say is whether he should be thrown out of office, but they say he should be, uh, there should be a hearing and there should be an impeachment hearing. Okay. That's, that's dramatically different from being thrown out of office. So uh, political battle lines are already being drawn and we're, we've already seen it this first week of public hearings. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag Narn Show, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back in mere moments. Filling in for Mitch Berg on the headliner edition of the NARN. Go nowhere. Varicose and spider veins. Wow, what a gift from my parents. They had them and I got them. And not only are they uncomfortable and sometimes painful, but I stopped wearing skirts and shorts because I was embarrassed and I really hated the way my legs looked. When my kids asked, what are those things on your legs? I was done. I finally went to Vein Clinics of America. The procedure took about an hour and I was right back to work. The staff made me feel so comfortable and the results, well, even my husband noticed. Vein Clinics of America has been treating vein disease for over 35 years. They're the largest and most experienced in the U.S. Look, I've been doing the commercials for vein clinics for years because I really believe in them, and you can trust them too. So stop hiding your legs. Vein Clinics of America accepts most major insurance plans. So call now to see if you qualify for a free consultation. Call 800-606-1010. 800-606-1010. That's 800 606 10, 10. Here's another free offer from Lucky Station. Do you want exceptional convenience and still do business with a like-minded Minnesota company? It's Lucky Station Convenience Stores. Larry Elder here with Lucky's owner, Scott Stevens. Don't let the negative news and the upcoming weary winter weather wipe you out. Come into Lucky Stations and let us brighten up your day, or at least help you see better. Mention AM 1280 The Patriot, and we'll give you a free gallon of windshield wash. We'll make your day better and brighter. Lucky Station, your neighborhood store. Lucky Station is a small group of family-owned convenience stores in a world of giant national chains. They have to work harder to earn your business. Lucky Station has everything that the big-name convenience stores have. Lucky's Station, the official convenience store of AM 1280, The Patriot. Find them online at LuckyStations.com. Mention AM 1280, The Patriot, and we'll give you a free gown of windshield wash. Lucky Station, your neighborhood store, with nine Twin Cities locations to serve you. Did you know that 45% of consumers look at your online reviews, comments, and feedback to decide if they want to do business with you and your company? 
I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of Salem Media Group Twin Cities, and I want to introduce you to Salem Surround, the next generation answer to digital marketing for your local business. Salem Surround can help your company get the most out of their online reviews and reputation. Call Alyssa for more information at 651-289-4406. Millions plan for retirement online, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, and manage your benefits all from the comfort of your home. And give yourself the freedom to do what you want offline. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere. Allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. This is me, Brad Carlson, filling in for my friend and colleague Mitch Bird, the headliner edition of the Narn. He is on assignment. Fear not, Mitch will be in for me tomorrow. And we're here to take your phone calls: six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag Narn Show, hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. Uh, wow, that was a rather abrupt ending, that song. Take it, fade it down a little bit, man. Come on. On-air production meeting here. If you don't pay no attention to us. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, before I move on to the next topic, I do want to take this call. Uh, Bob is from North St. Paul. He's on line one. Hey, Bob, go ahead. You're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Good afternoon. Thank you for the late discussion on this topic. The... Uh, thought that I have always had since this whole fiasco started is the president is the chief law enforcement officer for the country. And when our laws are broken, the law that uh, Joe Biden and, and Hunter, his son, broke, and there is the collusion there. And, of course, the Democrats, uh, what's the saying? If it wasn't for a uh, double standard, they wouldn't have any standard at all. Well, you know, they, they can dismiss the, uh, the, the billion that, that uh, the vice president at the time threatened to hold up. And as the, the chief, as Trump being the chief law enforcement uh, authority in this country, I would hope that because of the treaties between the two countries and the reciprocity of, of uh, exchanging prisoners and what, what I've read or what I've heard talked about, that, of course, he should have gone after the, the crime that the vice president and his son were engaged in. And that to, he, the president... Trump does not come out and say, hey, my job was to go after these criminals, and if whatever leverage I could use to get the job done, I was surely going to do it. And I'm not going to apologize for, for defending the laws of our country, the corruption of the vice president of the Obama administration and of Hunter Biden. And I would have just pushed that message instead of playing this dog and pony show of trying to defend against all these phony accusations that the Democrats bring up. Thanks, Bob. We appreciate the yeah. Thanks, Bob. We appreciate the call. Um, that's the yeah. That's the crux of the issue. Can the president's team, legal team, whoever's speaking on behalf of him, can they convey like, look, this was made in an effort to help the country, kind of tie off this investigation, so it's not a hanging over the country's head. Obviously, the accusation being levied against him is he was looking for dirt on his possible opponent, which was Joe Biden, if Joe Biden's the Democrat nominee opposing him for president. That's kind of at the uh, at the crux of it. And unfortunately, when you have someone like Rudy Giuliani, who I'm sorry to say doesn't appear to be really of sound mind anymore, constantly out there speaking on behalf of the president as the president's personal legal counsel, it's not helping his case. So, you know, to your point, Bob, this is what has to happen. They have it, it. It has to do with proving impeachable offenses. Did this? Pre, did the president abuse his power? 
And again, uh, the president's not helping his own case by constantly putting out derogatory and crude tweets uh, responding to this. He's hurting his own cause, and this is what's ultimately could bring him down. You know, if he would just stay off in the background and let the Democrats and their far-left kook agenda in the presidential race, you know, bubble to the surface and uh, let them continue these lackluster hearings, you know, as you said, theater, he'll, he may have a chance, but he continually hurts himself. So that's, you know, I, I understand what you're saying. And, yeah, that's what the president's legal team needs to come out and say is, like, look, this has to do with uh, helping the country not helping Trump politically, and that's what ultimately has to be proven. So we appreciate the the call, Bob. Thanks so much. I do want to get to this uh, shooting that took place in uh, Santa Clarita, California. Uh, this is from the New York Times. A suspect described as a 16-year-old male student was in custody and being treated at the hospital, the police said. Uh, today was his birthday, and according to the authorities, he pulled a handgun from a backpack and shot five people before turning the gun on himself. Uh, ultimately, uh, two students at this uh, uh, Sagas High School in Santa Clarita, California, which is north Los Angeles County, uh, that's where the shooting took place. And as with any shooting, leftists, gun grabbers, you know, pretty, pretty much one and the same, they're going to demagogue it saying, well, you know, there are two uh, gun control bills that passed the U.S. House. They're just sitting there languishing in the Senate. Senate Majority Mitch McConnell has blood on his hands for not even entertaining this legislation. You know, it's the same old stuff. And again, zero facts are ascertained in shootings like this. Zero. Because it's immediate reaction that Republicans are in the pockets of the NRA and the NRA is going to continue to to, uh, fund uh, the Republicans' agenda which is not allowing to keep our kids safe. You know, it's the same old demagogic bullpucky. Hope you had that dump button ready because I almost said something else. All right? I I mean, I'm tired of it because all you have, Charles C.W. Cook broke it down at National Review. Gun control activists and Democratic presidential candidates have seized upon this news in order to advance the idea that it is time to pass whatever proposals they were already peddling and in concert to blame those who disagree with them. In response, the advocates of the right to keep and bear arms have pointed out that the shooting happened in California, which already has all the laws that Democrats in Congress tell us are necessary. This response is correct, of course, but it is also irrelevant given that the perpetrator was 16 years old and that this case, therefore, doesn't fit within our gun control debate at all. But you see, that doesn't matter. Charles C.W. Cook is exactly right here, but that does not matter. We see this all the time. They will demagogue any shooting, literally, and I do mean literally, before the deceased's bodies are even cold. And saying, if you just pass these gun gra- this gun-grabbing legislation, this could be prevented. We just have to do something, anything, even though what they're proposing would have done nothing to stop the shooting. It doesn't matter. And then when all the facts come out, gee, waiting for all the facts come out, perish the thought. Once all the facts come out, and the gun grabbers are proven incorrect on all of their assertions. It doesn't matter. They never apologize. They never issue retractions, clarifications, nothing. They just continue on with the same garbage. And they constantly chide the NRA as this big boogeyman that is controlling the Republicans in Congress. Which, again, I've said many times on this show, it's flat-out projection. Because the NRA, in terms of the money they spend, it's a fraction of what the abortion lobby spends. How many Democrats ever come out and vote for pro-life bills? Or even vote to restrict abortion? Very infinite, an infinitesimal percentage. Even though the country, probably about half the country, agrees that abortion should be restricted to earlier than 20 weeks. Yet, not even close to that percentage of Democrats ever vote for legislation in that vein. So it's classic projection on their part, right? And I'm, I'm tired of being having my character compugned as a, as a, impugned as a, uh, someone who supports gun rights and may or may not own a firearm. I'm tired of it. I'm not, and this, this, this should be one where they look at and say, well, let's kind of rein in the demagoguery a little bit because, uh, you know, 16 years old, they're not legally allowed to to own a firearm anyways. 
So it's it's absolutely insane. There really isn't a whole lot to to weigh in on this. It's a is a, a tragedy. It's awful that it happened. But again, California has passed pretty much every draconian gun law that they could think of, and it didn't prevent a shooting like this. Okay, there should be some acknowledgement from the gun control crowd that hmm, boy, the more the volume of uh, gun laws. Um, doesn't necessarily lead to less gun violence, now does it? Maybe we ought to try to find real solutions, but that would actually take some introspection and self-awareness, which, <laughs> yeah, I slay me. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Just use hashtag NarnShow if you'd like to weigh in via Twitter. Brad Carlson filling in for Mitch Berg on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Everybody wants cheap airfare, but where do you find it? You call low-cost airlines. Their prices are direct from the airlines, and they're so low you can't find these fares published anywhere. They specialize in cheap flights, discount hotel rooms, cheap car rental rates, and great package deals anywhere around the world. Wherever you want to go, they can help you get there cheaply and with the best price guarantee. If you want the lowest prices on your airline tickets or other travel services, call now. That's right, call. That's the only way to get these rates. Experts are standing by 24-7 to get you the cheapest airfare and hotel rates available. So don't wait. Call right now for the lowest travel prices anywhere and for great last-minute travel deals, too. Call right now. 800-708-3091. That's 800-708-3091. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. There are many perks to being a member of the Patriot Freedom Fan Club. Join in November and you could win a copy of Marlon Bundo's Best Christmas Ever, written by the Vice President's daughter, Charlotte Pence. Register to win at am1280thepatriot.com. Simply click on Fan Club. The Patriot Freedom Fan Club is brought to you by Lucky's Stations and their nine metro locations. Visit them at luckysstations.com. Are you looking for accessories for your pressure washer? American Pressure in Robbinsdale is the authority. From rotor nozzles to flat surface cleaners, extending wands, sewer jetting hose and nozzles, undercarriage cleaners, hose reels, and more. We've got it all for you. Visit us at AmericanPressure.com. Welcome back, Camp 12 and Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, back with another segment on the broadcast. It is a headliner edition of the Northern Alliance. Sands the headliner himself, Mitch Berg, out on assignment. It is me, Brad Carlson, filling in and here to take your phone calls. 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Uh, we appreciate our callers being so patient, being willing to hold during the commercial break, so we'll get to our callers right away. Let's start off with uh, Jason in Oakdale on line one. Hey, Jason, you're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, Brad, enjoying the show. Um, hey, listen, um, I, I just want to say something about impeachment and about Trump, you know, my mom used to say, you know, if somebody didn't wear a tie to the wedding, you just don't do that. It's just not done. And Trump 
everything he does is like that. It's just not done. And everyone's getting all upset. But you can't throw someone in jail for being a jerk, you know? So they're doing this whole impeachment thing, trying to convince everybody that he's a jerk. And we already knew that when we voted for him. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I think that's my point. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that, Jason. Yeah, and again, this isn't... uh... I mean, I get your greater point. They're not throwing him in jail. I know you're not implying that they're literally trying to throw him in jail, trying to just trying to remove him from office, uh, because once he's removed from office, they wouldn't like go after any legal proceedings. I don't think <laughs> you never know, but yeah, that's exactly right. I think that his style has always rankled them, and I, I've said many a times for those who always like to say, "Well, you know, we had our disagreements with George W. Bush and John McCain and Mitt Romney, but they were decent men who we just had disagreements with." Bull pucky. You go back and look at some of the quotes you used to describe these men. So for these people to revise history like this, I just I just wash my hands to them and say, take your medicine. This is what you get when you impugn the character of good men like Bush, McCain, and Romney, who you didn't who Republicans didn't think fought back hard enough against these character attacks. Okay? You get someone like Trump who's not only going to punch back harder, but kick you while you're down, all right? I don't approve of that style. Not my preference. Trump was never my candidate of all the Republicans that ran in 2016, but he is the president now. So to those people who want to revise history and say, well, you know, Romney, McCain, Bush, they were decent men. We just had disagreements with them. Yeah, bullpucky. Bull go go back and read your quotes, what you said about them. In the meantime, take your medicine. Uh, we do want to get to our next caller, Mark St. Louis Park. Hey, Mark, you're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Brad, another great show. I just wanted to piggyback out that last caller. The reason I voted for Trump is because he was a he was a rube and a barbarian. I didn't want someone who uh, would fold uh, the first second he heard about an ac- some accusation against a Supreme Court justice and uh, and uh, nominate someone else. So he was exactly the person that I, I voted for, and, and there's a reason why. You know, he doesn't fold every time the New York Times comes out with an editorial. He doesn't put his tail between his legs and run and hide. He's the exact opposite, and that's why I voted for him. And thank God no other Republican would have even come close to supporting Kavanaugh. We now found that out through the uh, New York Times article. Don McGahn said everybody wanted Trump to dump him. What, what does he do? The next day he goes to Missouri and just, and just goes after Ford. Where was she? Mm-hmm. There's no, no evidence, all that kind of stuff. So I didn't call for that, but thanks for letting me rant a little bit. But um, um, I did watch the, uh, some of the hearings this week. And uh, totally stacked as far as process and witnesses, 100% stacked. And there's no there there. I tried to find something. I don't even have to go after uh, what, what Joe Biden this Sunday and all that stuff. There's nothing there this week for me to even uh, consider watching any more of it. Even though the, 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 it was stacked as far as process and witnesses, it, to me it was a total joke. But getting to the gun thing, and thanks so much. As soon as the shooting was uh, happened, Channel 5 News led their lead anchor said, in an all-too-common occurrence, in, uh, another school shooting. And I thought to myself, in an all-too-common occurrence, you take grade schools, middle schools, high schools, colleges. Let's just take Minnesota. Forget the 50 states. It's a very rare occurrence when you have a school shooting. To, and uh, it just that's really got me going. Not the hearings this week was the sure. lead anchor of, of Channel Five, and an all too common occurrence. You go, what are you smoking? Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Always good to hear from you. And this is something that uh, the frustration has shown. Well, I mean, uh, Reverend Tim Christopher, who was on our broadcast a, a few months ago, he's been on with Mitch and, and myself. Uh, you know, uh, minister at a church in North Minneapolis uh, and very prominent in the black community trying to help young people understand that, you know, selling on the corner and, and, and purchasing firearms legally and gang activity isn't going to get them anywhere. And, you know, you need to go look no further than his testimony he gave before a committee eight months ago about how the gun grabbing bills weren't going to help anyone in the black community. And what part of Tim Christopher's frustration is, look, you know, two kids dead awful tragedy, no question about it, but it's something that he sees and hears about every day in North Minneapolis. And as he, as he often says, you know, we're just looking for someone to give a damn. All of a sudden, when these things happen in these schools, you want to pass bills to try to alleviate gun control. He says, find out how a 16-year-old 
is getting a gun bigger than my gun. I mean, go. You know, the, it was a great testimony before the uh, uh, committee. The I think it was a public safety committee uh, back in March. Reverend Tim Christopher. It was a viral video. Find it if you can, because uh, that's one I share quite often. Because it was very riveting testimony of someone who is out there and seeing what's going on and realizing that these gun grabbing bills aren't going to keep the guns out of the hands of of these criminals. They're just not. So anyway, thanks thanks as always for the call, Mark. Uh, one other thing that I wanted to bring up you know, regarding Trump, yeah, he's not not for everyone. And they want to remove him from office because, you know, a lot of the things people say on Twitter, even the, you know, one of the things never Trumpers say on Twitter is there are some never Trumpers, you know, who call themselves Republicans and still call themselves Republicans. But they'll vote for any, whoever the Democrats put up because it's that urgent that Trump gets kicked out of office and then we can tear down the Republican Party to build it back up again. And what I always say is if you allow someone like a Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren and their ilk, and if they get a... Democrat-dominated Congress, and they implement some of the kooky legislation that they want to put forth, it's going to be the past the point of no return. So this idea that you want to tear down the Republican Party to rebuild it, it's going to be too little too late for that. There isn't going to be any party that's going to be able to thwart uh, this huge power grab that these Democrats currently running for president are going to put forth. And the point I wanted to bring up is that the reason Trump was elected, it's like, well, he was elected because things have been dysfunctional in Washington for decades. Nothing was getting done. Okay. And in mean, meanwhile, the, there was a trillion dollars per year added onto our national debt, you know, throughout the Bush years, throughout the Obama years, and now throughout the Trump years, no one ever wants to address that. They want to continue with these little, uh, partisan snit fits. Okay. So you this idea that Trump is suddenly the problem in Washington no, there's been dysfunction for decades that had nothing to do with Trump. And that's in large part why he got elected. Again, it's not someone I supported, but I understand why people did vote for him. Okay? Because they realized what was going on there wasn't working. And Trump may not work. You know, this is something that Dennis Prager said. He said, I'm gonna he Dennis Prager said, I'm gonna vote for Donald Trump in twenty sixteen. I have no idea if Trump will be an effective president or not, but I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that Hillary Clinton will be an awful president. Okay? And that's a mindset a lot of people took who were hesitant to support Trump. Because what was the alternative? Oh, we're we're putting up more of the of the same. You know, Hillary Clinton from the Obama administration, which was it was was an abysmal failure. So, yeah, it's it just like I said, this is um, this is the Trump is uh, not the problem. OK. He was someone that was brought forth because people got tired of seeing what was going on in Washington and they wanted to bring out an outsider. Now, there have been some things about Trump where he's kind of allowed himself to be part of the swamp, particularly signing uh, these uh, these bloated budgets that do nothing to address uh, cutting spending. Okay. So he's been part of the problem. And there was a, there was a quote of his some months ago where when he was asked about Nash, the national debt, he basically said, well, that's not, he says, that's going to be a problem long after I leave, basically saying he wasn't really concerned about it. Someone else could take care of that. All right. And that just, the can keeps getting kicked down the road. So didn't mean to go into that as part of my diatribe, had some other things to get into, but, um, you know, kind of led me into it. Tell you what, why don't we take an early break here, Eric, and then when we come back, we'll uh, get to some other news items right here. And we'll we'll also take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. It is me, Brad Carlson, in for the headliner, Mitch Berg, on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Digital marketing is a big part of just about every business. It's everywhere. Is your business using it to your advantage? Are you receiving your share of the leads? If you're not effectively using digital media, you could be losing sales by the second. Even worse, your customers can be grabbed up one by one, never to return. Not sure if you're losing out to the competition? Salem Surround can help you. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into leads. Salem Surround is a full-service digital agency providing you with all your marketing under one roof. Total market penetration for increased return on investment. 
Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to learn more how we can help you place your advertising message in front of today's digital consumers. Salem Surround helps deliver customers by putting your business message in front of the right person at the right time. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Have you heard about ImplantMiracle.com? It's the local dental office where beautiful, top-quality, long-lasting dental implants cost as low as $2,499 per tooth. Why is that such a big deal? Because when many other places charge $4,000, $5,000, even $6,000 per tooth, our price, as low as $2,499 per tooth, is a great, great deal. Plus, at ImplantMiracle.com, your consultation with the dentist is free. Standard x-rays are free. And if you don't have all of the money, on hand right now, come in to see us anyway, because in most cases we can provide very easy, very convenient payment options to fit your budget. So please, please do not overpay for dental implants. Instead, come to implantmiracle.com, where dental implants are affordable. You're going to love the way they look and feel in your mouth. For more information, please see our website, implantmiracle.com. That's implantmiracle.com. Hi, my name's Christina Stumble, and I own Farm Girl Flowers in San Francisco. With my Spark Cash Card from Capital One, I earn unlimited 2% cash back on all my business purchases. Last year, I redeemed $115,000 in cash back. Yeah, $115,000. And that doubled our digital marketing budget for the summer. Thanks to my Spark Card, we had our best summer yet. Imagine what the Spark Card from Capital One could do for your business. What's in your wallet? Real Capital One customers pay for real stories. Credit approval required. The Patriot Freedom Fan Club and New American Funding want to pay your mortgage next year. This is Tom Matiney from New American Funding, and I'm excited to be the sponsor of the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Contest. If you win, we'll pay your mortgage or rent for all of next year. That's extra money to take your family on vacation, put in a pool, or to help a friend in need. Enter once a day from now through December 20th at am1280thepatriot.com. The Christmas Mortgage Miracle from the Patriot Freedom Fan Club and me, Tom Matiney, at New American Funding. Welcome back. AM twelve eighty the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson, filling in for Mitch Berg on the headliner edition of the Narn. Mitch will be in for me tomorrow from one to three. Hope you can tune in. We are here to take your phone calls at six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Uh, the current crop of Democrat presidential candidates ought not veer too far to the left, says Barack Obama? Yeah, it's true. From Global News, former U.S. President Barack Obama on Friday warned the Democratic field of the White House hopefuls not to veer too far to the left, a move he said when alien- would alienate many who would otherwise be open to voting for the party's nominee next year. Though Obama did not mention anyone by name, the message delivered before a room of Democratic donors in Washington was a clear word of caution about the candidacies of Senators Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders. The two have called for massive structural changes and, in Sanders' case, revolution that would dramatically alter the role of government in people's lives. The centrist wing of the party has warned for months that a far-left nominee could alienate moderate Republicans and independent voters needed to oust U.S. President Donald Trump. Here's his quote. Uh, The average American doesn't think we have to completely tear down the system and remake it, and I think it's important for us not to lose sight of that, Obama said. There are a lot of persuadable voters, and there are a lot of Democrats out there who just want to see things make sense. They just don't want to see crazy stuff. They want to see things a little more fair. They want to see things a little more just. And how we approach that, I think, will be important. It's interesting to me he uses that quote, uh, the average American doesn't think we have to completely tear down the system and remake it. Because what was his kind of tagline when he was running for first ran for president in 2008? is, you know, as the election approached, he says we're only X number of days from fundamentally transforming America. He made no bones about the fact he wanted to fundamentally transform America. Now you get other candidates basically saying the same thing. And, well, 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 we want to back off a little bit about that. Could it be that former President Obama is gathering a little self-awareness? 
Is that possible? Is it possible? I didn't think it was. Like I said, I started this show in June 2011. Barack Obama was uh, three and a half years into his first term and, of course, was reelected a, a year and a half after that. And so the first uh, five and a half years, I guess, almost six years of my radio program was Barack Obama's president, and there was never anything I agreed with him on. And there were very few things I lauded him on. Of course, I lauded the fact that uh, uh, during his administration, they were able to, to uh, take out Osama bin Laden back in 2011. Okay, But that was just before I started my radio show. Okay, So my point is, could it be that he's actually gathering a little self-awareness? Could it be that the fact that during his presidency, that between state legislatures, Congress, governorships, that a thousand of those offices flipped from Democrat to Republican while he was president, that he oversaw one of the biggest decimations of the Democrat Party in literally decades. I think it had been close, I think it had been since maybe the 1920s that there was so little Democrat representation in in these states combined, okay? And so maybe his his mindset that, uh, you know, well, maybe I shouldn't have said fundamentally transform America because look what it did during my presidency, and these people are walking into the same mistake. And and at the end of the day, this is more a situation where he's probably getting his finger on the pulse a little bit more now that he's out to be able to be out in the public a little more often now that he's not president, and he's realizing, yeah, yeah, this um, this is getting a little too far left. So Barack Obama, sane, centrist voice for the Democrat Party. Who would have who would have seen the day? I do want to get to a phone call. Do we still have this caller on on hold? By the way, okay, uh, Erlene from Woodbury is calling in. Uh, Erlene, we have a couple of minutes to go. You're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Thanks for taking my call. Can you hear me? I can. Thank you for calling. Okay, first of all, just on the comment about Obama, he is a master manipulator. I wouldn't believe a word he says. There's a reason for it. That's fair. I'm an African-American conservative who grew up in inner city projects in Chicago. Okay. And all these people that keep calling in saying they don't like uh, President Trump's style, his style, it could be no worse than what Democrats did to the black community and Mm. continue to do to the black community. I grew up in the black community. I know what was going on. Sometimes I think we had two separate Democratic parties. We had the white Democrats who did not live in the inner city. Right. And we had the black Democrats who, who did live in the inner city. The white Democrats thought things were being done for us, and they weren't. Mm-hmm. They were bad. So I, I left the uh, Democratic Party over 30 years ago, and I have never, ever looked back. And so these people, when I hear people say, oh, I don't like uh, President Trump's uh, style, it is nothing compared to the hundreds of and thousands every year of black people that are killed in the inner city. And you don't hear about it. Last week, I know there was a school shooting, but there were also eight black people, at least eight black people killed in Chicago. Mm -hmm. We heard nothing about it. Nothing. So all this stuff about, oh, Trump this and Trump that. No, Trump is doing exactly what he should be doing. He's calling these people out. No one has ever had the backbone to do this before now, and he's doing it. And I'm I'm happy that he's doing it. And the abortion rate, and I wanted you to bring this up too, the abortion rate in the black community is so high until it's at, we're having a black genocide mm. right now in this country, right now. Mm-hmm. And you can go on any website and find it. You could just look at black genocide. There are several that are fighting this. And Trump is one of them. He is one that is fighting to stop this. So these people that keep calling in, oh, I don't like his style. They really need to stop and think about what is truly going on, especially in the inner city. And that's all I have to say. Thank you. Wow, fantastic stuff, Erlene. We uh, we appreciate your phone call uh, today. Thank you. And yeah, that's that's a line. A lot of uh, uh, well, it's something I, I brought up briefly. Didn't expand upon it like Erlene did. But uh, how you know, Reverend Christopher got up before that committee back in March and said, you know, we back in the late '90s, we had a lot of young people who were who succumbed to gun violence. A lot of uh, African American. Uh, men, women, and children being killed in the black community and no one really cared. 
But now all of a sudden when these school shootings happen, and to Earlene's point, um, where a couple people are killed, we want to pass gun control bills. Well, what happened when all of this was going on in the inner city, North, North Minneapolis, Earlene brought up Chicago. I mean, people are starting to wake up to this. And to her, to her point as well, uh, someone like Charles Barkley, Hall of Fame NBA player, uh, you know, I'm not going to say that he's some sort of, uh, he has these great political insights, but he's getting a lot of amens from the black community when he comes out and says, you know, it's amazing the Democrats, they come for our votes, they're getting 90% of the black community's votes, yet they only talk to us every four years when they need our votes. Charles Barkley said that, okay? So that's getting out a little bit more in the mainstream, and that's where Republicans have a great opportunity to appeal to the black community. But unfortunately, uh, is, is it, is it enough support? I don't know yet. All right. So there, there has to be more that the Republicans have to offer than say, well, the Democrats are awful. Well, yeah, that's true. But w- what are the Republicans bringing to the table? Okay. So that's something that is still needs to be worked upon the outreach, uh, on the Republican side of the aisle. And I think it's, it's, they're they're realizing that that if we show up, that's half the battle. But you have to start showing up. So, uh, fantastic phone call. We've had some great callers uh, this first hour, and um, I listen to Mitch's show every Saturday myself. And I know that he has has a lot of folks uh, calling in. So I appreciate you, the audience, who tuned in to hear Mitch to hang around while I'm filling in. And uh, like I say, it's an honor for me to be here. Uh, Mitch will be actually be in for me tomorrow. I had a scheduled uh, day off tomorrow. Uh, and then, um, so I was able to, uh, fill in for Mitch today cause he was going to be gone all weekend, but he will be, uh, in for me tomorrow. And I know it'll be a fantastic show. One to 3 PM on the closer edition of the Northern Alliance radio network. Uh, that pretty much will, uh, take care of it for hour number one. Hour number two, we're going to try to focus on, uh, more local issues starting at two o'clock friend of the broadcast, Julia Coleman, who is vying for the Republican nomination for Minnesota State Senate in Senate District 47. She's going to join us right at 2 o'clock, about 2.02 to be precise, and uh, get to some other local issues in the second hour right here. AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson, filling in for the headliner, Mitch Berg. Hour number one in the can, hour number two coming back in mere moments. Go nowhere. Guys, waking up over and over to urinate is not okay. But now, you can reduce those nighttime bathroom trips with the ingredients in Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced. We're talking about less urges to urinate at night, less bathroom trips during the day, and better bladder emptying. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. You can try a full 30-day bottle of P3 Advanced, free. Just pay shipping and handling. No strings attached, no obligations, and no commitments to buy. This is a 30-day supply, absolutely free. Call 1-800-424-7126. Superbeta Prostate is the best-selling brand in major retailers like Walmart. But for this no-strings-attached free bottle, you must call now. Call 1-800-424-7126. Don't miss out on this unprecedented free offer. 1-800-424-7126. 1-800-424-7126. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real, natural-looking hair back permanently. They're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts SAVE11 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. You wash it. You cut it. It's your own real, naturally growing hair. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text SAVE11 to 85850. That's S-A-V-E-11 to 85850. Looking for future leaders we can trust and believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Minnesota. 
High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It begins by making their grades and being on time for practice. It includes learning to listen, following directions, accepting responsibility, being a good role model. And it's about respect for officials, opponents, the rules, and each other. The result? It transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. High school sports. There's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. AM 1280, The Patriot, is 